Hey y'all, welcome to Chat Chat, a Divorce Kid podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Hannah. And we are Divorce Divorce Kids! Kids. Welcome back everybody. Yes, lucky number 13. Oh my goodness. Are we so excited? We're so excited. We're so excited. I can't believe it. I can't believe we made it into the teens. Look at us go. Crazy. We're getting after it. I know. And the number of babies in our lives is also reaching the teens, is it not? It seems like it. My goodness. I think... In the last, like, what, what's October was three months ago? Mm-hmm. In the last three, four months, there's been, like, four babies that have been born yeah. or about to be. People are getting after it. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. It really is actually quite exciting. Yes. And there's so many people that are so close to us, too. So it's like we get to see them in real life and we get to see them grow up and all these different things. It's very special. Super special. What was the first... Your first like close encounter with like a pregnant, I guess when your mom was having Zach, but maybe like outside of that. Yeah, I don't really remember her being pregnant at all, actually. I mean, I guess I was like two when mm. she was pregnant, so I really have no recollection of that. Um, I feel like maybe like a cousin or something, like one of my like moms on my mom's side, a cousin was pregnant. I don't. I really haven't been around that many pregnant Me neither. women until um, literally like the last couple of years. Honestly, when cousin Erin had her baby, yeah. and we went to her baby shower, I was like, "Oh my god, I've never been like close to a pregnant person before." Yeah, yeah, super weird. Yeah, I mean, um, when Maddie was pregnant, one of my really close friends who just had baby Georgia, who we talked about, I think a few episodes ago. I think that was my first, like, really, like, real recollection of, like, being with a pregnant, like, woman for, like, hours on end. And then I was just in L.A. celebrating um, my other friend Kenzie's baby shower. And I stayed with her and her husband for, like, two days. And, like, I was really with a pregnant woman for, like, 48 hours. And it was crazy. Just she would, like, sit there and be like, oh, oh and I'm like, are you good <laughs> no she's and not. she's like yeah i just gotta gotta roll over get comfortable and i'm like okay and like you could just like see him moving around in there and you can like feel him Aww. kicking and she'd be like hey look and i'd look over and all of a sudden he'd be like, moving around i'm like that's so crazy oh my god there's a little human in there well while we are recording at this very moment our cousin emily yes is at the hospital about to give birth about to give birth so we will have two cousins on the thompson side of the family yes two boy cousins so far of that generation and well we don't know what she's having oh why did i assume it was a oh just because i was saying i like the boy name they have picked out yeah yeah. But yeah we don't know we don't know we don't know yeah i really just like decided in my mind what, what it was <laughs> i guess we'll find out yeah well yeah either two boys or a boy and a girl which is crazy <gasps> wow because Nana and Papa are then great-grandparents. This is going to be great-grandbaby number two. That's wow. crazy. Shout out to Nana and Papa. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's been very exciting times. I feel like we're still having tons of weddings, invites every single summer. My goodness. Always happy to go back to the P&W. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, people are just... Popping people, them out. Yeah, people are popping them out. <laughs> well, we have a very fun topic today. Yes. Yes, I'm and, excited. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about what traits we've developed from our experiences being divorced kids. The title of this being, are you a pleasure to work with or are your parents still together? 
Which everybody take with a grain of salt, okay? We don't, we're not like directly calling anybody out, but like. We've just noticed that sometimes the experience, let's be honest, the traumatic experience that that can be divorce can often lead to people having just a lot of like, I don't know, interesting traits and skills. And I think a lot of them are really positive. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like kind of the point too is. We want to shed light on sort of all the positive parts of like being a divorced kid because there's so many. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll just like share a little bit about like some of the best, the best things that we've gained from going through divorce. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to start us off. Yeah, do it. The first one that really comes to my mind is just independence. Yeah. I think that's a really big one. And although you have, you know, hopefully siblings around you so you can bounce things off of them or you know, cry together, laugh together about the situation, whatever it might be, you really do gain this sense of independence as soon as your family is broken Mm -hmm. because you're kind of counting on yourself. Like you have to be able to count on yourself to do things and go places and, you know, learn from your mistakes and encourage yourself and um, I guess kind of hype yourself up too and Mm -hmm. make sure that you don't break too. Just because your family's broken doesn't mean you also have to break Mm -hmm. so gaining that independence in that sense is really beneficial and I think you do gain that independence early just I guess whenever your parents do like split up or get divorced or whatever it might be I think that all of a sudden is gained I feel like I gained it when I was in sixth grade yeah totally that's when my parents split up so it kind of made sense that all of a sudden I was like no I'm I am independent I'm counting on myself yeah and um and also too you kind of um aren't um led to failure by other people either because you're not counting on them to make you happy mm. either because you are the one that's independent and you're counting on yourself almost and so if you fail it's like on you yeah um but yeah i would say independence is a really big one that you you gain early on yeah i totally agree and the like having to kind of grow up a little quicker because there's mm-hmm. something with like having the the traditional family structure with just like both your parents you know present and you're all one family unit there's like a level of like consistency and support there that all of a sudden kind of disintegrates Mm -hmm. when divorce happens and then you're like potentially bouncing between houses and like sort of navigating new family structures and you all of a sudden are like responsible for packing your overnight bag making sure you like show up at the right house at the right time and like i don't know there's just all of a sudden you're responsible for like logistics of yourself and there's just like more gaps sort of in like the family Mm -hmm. process that Mm -hmm. you are now just responsible for yourself like totally did you bring your toothbrush to your dad's house yeah did you bring your homework back from your mom's house like so many times i would forget a leotard or like my shorts for gymnastics and then my mom would have to drop them off at school so i like can't even tell you how many times <laughs> so there would, many times there would be a call to like my classroom or whatever to be like can i go pick up whatever you need from the front office and i'm like god fucking damn it of course yeah again. and if your parents are together until you're like 18 years old you know you never all of that's just kind of there that there yeah you don't have to yeah so yeah totally totally agree on hyper independence yeah. i think too like with the sort of shattering of the family structure we have noticed, at least between us and, like, a lot of our other divorced kid friends, there is a desire to, like, leave the nest mm-hmm. and, like, fully leave your hometown. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us in our Shat family have now left our hometown. Nest. Yeah, we've left the nest. We're all living, like, all across the country. Colorado, Tennessee, Illinois, New York. It is funny, though, that we all stayed in Oregon to go to school, though. 
And then it was like the second we graduated, we we're like, okay, you gotta get the hell out of here now. I wanted to to go out of state. Then you you wanted to go too for college. Yeah, yeah. I had. I mean, when I was really little, I kind of wanted to go to Florida or University of Georgia mm-hmm. for gymnastics, but that was just like a pipe dream that I ha- had. Um, go dogs. Go dogs. Woo 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 woo. Um, but I ultimately was like, nah, I'm not doing gymnastics, so. I'm yeah. staying here. But Zach wanted to go to UNC, actually. Wow. Or UCLA. I could see, I could see either of those for him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, like, go anywhere in California. I thought it would be so fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, I don't – this is also, like, very much, like, kind of projecting my assumptions on things. But I feel like you either have to, like, break the family structure when you turn 18 and you, like, move out for the first time. And that can be scary and you might not want to go so far because like you're the one initiating the family structure break. Mm-hmm. But when your parents initiate the family structure break, when you're like in middle school, high school, whenever it was, you've already like ripped the bandaid off. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like it just opens up. It opens up everything like you're not afraid to rupture the family system because that was already ruptured for you totally yeah so you just kind of have like a free pass to like go do whatever yeah i feel like it just opens up so many new opportunities too to just like take different avenues because yeah to your point the family is already broken so you're not breaking it anymore by leaving yeah you're just like doing what you needed to do and i think it like falls in nicely to the independence aspect yeah of, of things too so and probably even if your parents aren't divorced but maybe there's a sense of the family already being broken mm-hmm. in some way. It doesn't always have to be like legal divorce, I would say. Right. But I don't know. There's probably like a ton of, you know, kids and now adults that are like, yeah, I was, my family was not something for me to stick around for anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess we're lucky enough now that we do love our family and it's nice that they can come visit us. Yeah, totally. And they want to come visit us and we want to all spend time together, which is really nice, but totally. Yeah. It's a way easier to just, you know, fly the nest when it's, there's no nest there anymore. Yeah. I think another one too is just sort of that um, sense of uncertainty that's there. You all of a sudden are like, okay about the uncertainty because, Mm. you know, it's, it's been there. You were sort of always uncertain about, you know, what was going to happen next? Um, you know, like even if like the schedule was like kind of a little ruffled or whatever it was and like you're uncertain about your parents dynamic, the only the old, your like own family dynamic, mm-hmm. like all this uncertainty kind of um, is there and you just being OK with it and at peace with the uncertainty, I think, is another trait that you just kind of develop as your parents are going through a separation or a divorce or whatever it might be. You're able to navigate that really well because you've been, you know, experiencing it for X amount of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely another one that I feel like I've personally been able to um, kind of master, if you will, as being able to yeah navigate that uncertainty um in all different aspects of life too whether that be career oriented or moving out to a completely new state that's thousands of miles away from home or yeah personally whatever it is like you being able to navigate that i think is something that i've definitely um kind of been forced to master i guess yeah yeah i think like when when your baseline at home growing up is a bit unpredictable you just are like well that's normal for me mm-hmm. so you just have like sort of a baked in resilience for just kind of like yeah weird challenging situations where it's like not scary to you anymore and i mean like you're incredibly adventurous you love to travel Mm -hmm. you're like 
so capable to like navigate your way through things like you could take a flight to like a foreign country and would figure out your way to like get around yeah town and like anything like that and you're like excited to do it too i think oh, is yeah. the thing and i feel that too like especially at work just like a sense of sort of like resilience for like things being like really challenging and changing all the time i'm like extremely comfortable with it <laughs> and it's like i see other people are like get really really freaked out when like they don't know what's the next thing that's gonna happen i'm like bro i've never know what the next thing i is. know <laughs> like this yeah. is totally we're all gonna be fine <laughs> yeah totally yeah yeah i think just like growing up with that at such a young age you all of a sudden are just like well it is the way it is and i'm yeah. just gonna go with the flow it's and gonna be fine you knew that like when your parents did get divorced and it felt like it was gonna be the end of the world you learned that lesson in that moment that like you're actually fine like the yeah. worst thing that could have happened happened and you survived it and so now now as an adult you're like what what could you possibly throw at me like <laughs> no literally yeah i mean like if somebody yeah threw a ticket at me instead of here your plane you know departs in 30 minutes i'd be like sick i would love that is yeah. it a tv show they should make it they should i would love to just do i would love to just show up at the airport and see what flight is going out that day to a place that i want to go and like only <sighs> have a backpack full of my whatever wallet maybe some toiletries like a toothbrush would be nice some toothpaste <laughs> some deodorant um and some headphones and just like do it and figure it out when i get there that'd be so fun yeah, it'd be a fun little challenge. But for some people, that would be their worst fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. But it's, I'm down. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that just goes into the, sort of the next topic of going with the flow and being able to, to just do that. Yeah. Well, with a caveat, though. Yeah. So, like, Hannah and I do like to go with the flow for sure. But we also do like to know a little bit of, like, what the plan is. Yeah. Yeah. But I could be flexible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you out? Okay. So how are you, like, navigating that need for both? Well, so it's interesting. I know in past episodes we've talked about how Tompy and I are both like type A OCD and like we'll have an Excel spreadsheet of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Airbnbs, whatever it might be. Like I definitely like being planful and showing up to each situation with a plan. But I think just being a person that knows that there's uncertainty that falls with every situation that you're ever going to be in. Yeah. You have to have some sort of a sense of just go with the flow. Yeah. When you get there or that the plan might not go according to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And like showing like that there can be a sense of go with the flow is like super important. Um, Like I said in past episodes too, uh, that you know if my friends want to plan a trip and they just want to tell me when and where I need to be there and how much money it costs I'm so chill with that too yeah that's so I, true yeah I you're think, very versatile yeah and I think I like having like a plan like per day that you're at like x location but like I think it's also fun to just like explore and see what happens yeah I do I think that's the difference from like another person that's just very uh needs a lot of like predictability and support is like you enjoy the planning and knowing like what the agenda may be but it's not gonna like send you into a tailspin if like one of those things goes wrong Mm -mm. you're just like very adaptable i feel like that's just like a divorce kid thing as well yeah yeah you just you have no choice but if your mom's like you're not actually going to your dad's today like we have a thing to do and like you're gonna have to see him on whatever you're like okay well yeah, I think adaptable is like a, just a good way of putting it. It's like every divorce yeah. kid just sort of has to be adaptable um, to get through basically being a divorce kid. <laughs> you know, like you just kind of have to do it. Yeah. Okay, actually going with that and you're like, you would travel with just a backpack. 
Yeah. Getting really good at packing. Oh, God. Because, like, how many, for all the divorce kids, how many times have you packed an overnight bag or, like, had to cram all of your, like, school stuff, all of your, like, extracurricular activities in a bag? I can't even count. I don't know. And, like, Jacob used to be, like, sitting in the car waiting, and I'd be like, oh, I'm almost done. Like, I'm trying to get my duffel bag together. I had this, like, baby pink Nike duffel bag, packed it every Friday after school to get ready to go to my dad's house. And Jacob would be like, chop, chop. It's time to go. Yeah, I don't even really, I think I had clothes at both places, but I would always have to pack a bag for gymnastics everywhere. Classic. And I remember it was like this drawstring bag that I had and I would throw in there like five or six leotards, like three pairs of um, like spandex shorts, like maybe some leggings and some sports bras. And I would like throw them all in this bag and I would just take it back and forth with me. And I feel like I would just make my own personal closet because I would either have to change in the car to whoever's like carpool situation I was in mm. into my leotard or I would do it like as soon as I got to practice and I was just like yeah my own little you know dresser of leotards <laughs> that I'd be like well I think this one's clean or this <laughs> one today <laughs> great yeah we're not like very fussy no no yeah like we just can make do with yeah. like bare minimum <laughs> yeah yeah I mean long story short we moved to nashville and we were without our stuff for like two and a half months Mm -hmm. and we had basically a week's worth of clothes in a carry-on suitcase and that was that was it and we made it happen do not forget that was two and a half months after we officially moved down but we had also spent a whole month at home with our parents with just those suitcases and then a month in nashville before that that's so true so it was like august september october november november with just like this one fucking carry-on bag yeah it was like ridiculous so i think yeah just being able to again just be adaptable with any situation is like super beneficial and just something that we've both mastered yeah um but yeah also packing like a freaking champ and honestly kudos to tompy for that one he knows more so how to pack a car and probably a suitcase no he's good at packing clothes too but I would say, like, we have our own, like, specialties for packing, like, a bag. Like, packing squares and the rolling of your clothes oh, yes. or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah and I are, uh, we don't really check bags. Oh, uh, never. Very much. I am checking a bag next week. Okay. But it's because I'm going somewhere that's so cold. I'm going to, like, a snowy place. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, thick, very thick winter gear. And I have, to, like, my snow boots and, like, et cetera. But yeah, otherwise we are like carry on only with a backpack. Yeah. Even just a backpack. I mean, you have done that so many times. Shout out to Kotopaxi for the best <gasps> backpacks ever. Oh my God. F- we have to show you guys our Kotopaxis. Yes. They like fit so much stuff and they fit on a spirit flight, mm-hmm. on a frontier flight. Um, Incredible. Yeah. So it's like a clamshell situation with like built in packing cubes. Yeah. It's just. And it counts as just your personal item. Wait, didn't Kenzie? She was one that showed it to us. Shout out to Kenzie. Yeah. Because they have changed our lives. And I literally send that link to everybody. I'm like, no, same. I'm like, you have to try these backpacks. They're incredible. But yeah, I've really, it's changed my life, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, um, we know how to make the most of what we have Mm -hmm. and can be very flexible and versatile. And I just think that's like a wonderful gift that the experience yeah. of divorce has given us totally totally um i think one other one that i'll mention too is just i, I mean i guess i personally would like hyper fixate on certain things that i could have control over since 
the since everything around me felt so uncontrollable Mm -hmm. so being able to recognize the things that i can have control over and then hyper fixating on them so i can control them dude that's so true yeah that might be more of like a me thing but i feel like you do it too uh i'm not as good at letting go of things i don't have control over i think i get a little muddled in my head where i'm like i think i could control all of the things if i just tried harder or something Mm. and like hannah's really good at like she has a catch right that's not my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) which is so it like i feel like that exemplifies her ability to just like remove herself and understand that like certain things are just like either not her business not in her control or like what what can she do besides just like you know lament about a situation happening yeah i feel like the more time you like dwell on a situation the worse off it is for everybody, yourself included. So yeah. just let it go. It's not that big of a deal. There was one, there one saying I heard in college that was like, don't let one tragedy turn into two. So like the thing mm. happening is like tragic enough, but you also like dwelling on it, beating yourself up about it or like trying to control it when you have no control is like turning it into two tragedies. Totally. So totally. I try to do that. But yeah, you set a good example. Yeah, just like the things you can control, control them. And the ones, the things that you can't, let them go. And honestly, your parents getting divorced is like such a, um, it's like you have no control. An like, uncontrollable situation. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like at, a, at like a very susceptible age, your brain is like, hmm, okay, things are really not in my control right now. Uh, no, really. And that's why I hyper fixated on the sport that I was doing. I was like, this is, this is the consistent, constant thing in my life. So I can control this. I yeah. can control when I show up. I can control how hard I practice. I can control how I perform all those different yeah. things. But the, you know, out, outer like forces that I can't control, like why do I even spend any time focusing on them? So true. Yeah. They're not helping me in any way. So just let them go. I only have one more thing okay, to mention, which is just <laughs> reading the room. We love that phrase. Which really just ties back to the title here of like being a pleasure to work with. <laughs> and I and I just think there is, I don't know really if it actually is directly related to my parents getting divorced, but it's a little bit of like the people pleasing thing, but also like just knowing how to connect with people, knowing how to perceive as an empath. <laughs> You know, it's like I just have I'm very, very sensitive to like the inner workings of what's happening Mm -hmm. in a room with people in an interaction with another person. If like they really want to be there talking to me or if I can tell that they just like really don't want to be there Um, and just hyper aware of like social situations and like acting appropriately and like not. um, I don't know. I just like I would never like at restaurants, Hannah knows. I get a little anxious at restaurants. I oh, just want to yeah. make sure everyone's like <laughs> doing things correctly mm-hmm. and like not being a problem. I want to be a pleasure to have in class. I want to be a pleasure to work with. I want to be a pleasure to serve at a table. I desire that. I think it also comes from too that like you were a like hostess and a server at that's one point tr- in okay, your that's life. That's true. That's true. But definitely, you, know, you just want to be a pleasure to be around. And, like, I think, too, that I mean, she, I've said before, she can talk to, like, a fucking rock. And yeah, it will, like, talk, like, what but, is that? Yeah, it'll talk back to you in some way, shape, or form. But you still have the, you know, ability to know whether or not that person wants to be talking to you or not. Um. So, yeah, just reading the room. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I would never, if I started to feel like someone felt like I was holding them hostage in a conversation, I would immediately be like, okay, it was so nice to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think it does come down to a little bit of the people-pleasing thing. Mm-hmm. 
which is, you know, I don't think really a negative or a positive side effect of divorce. Yeah. I think it falls somewhere sort of in the middle. But I think just being, you know, having the ability to read the room too, like don't bring up like a certain topic if it's going to um, like ruffle feathers of other people in there. Or like, why are you asking that question if it like doesn't make any sense? Oh my God, Hannah and I cannot stand being in like a group setting. And they're like, does anyone have questions? And somebody asks like... <laughs> this might be a stupid question, but... <laughs> yeah, it probably is. So don't ask it. <laughs> Sorry. That's the word. That's tough. We, we love everybody, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you're like... If it's a group setting, don't ask like a hyper specific, super personal, like, oh, I just can't. Yeah. 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 Read the room. Read the room. Okay. That's my favorite superpower I've gotten from being a divorce kid. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. So there's just a lot of wonderful things. I mean, yeah, I think really the the only bad part about divorce <laughs> is that your parents got divorced <laughs> everything only, else that comes from it <laughs> the only bad part is they shattered your world <laughs> yeah and inflicted like potentially years of trauma other than that there are a lot of positive things that come you know with it as well whether that be your bonus family or whatever you want to <gasps> yes. call it or it be all these different traits that you somehow you know get and master and you know utilize in your everyday life there are there are some positives. I will say too, a lot of these traits, there is like a dark other side to it. You know, like people mm-hmm. pleasing can be actually about like feeling super insecure and like needing to gain people's love and attention or whatever. Right. And like being really go with the flow can also be like you don't feel like you can ever ask for what you need. You know? Yeah. So like I think we have also gone on a little journey of like probably when they first got divorced it started out as the negative side mm-hmm. but as you like grow and gain more mature you know, maturity and all of that like there are just really wonderful traits so yeah. yeah if you've if you're like i don't relate to any of those you might realize the flip side of what we're talking about is maybe where you're at right now but you could get to yeah the side or the you know the level that we're at today yeah come join us seriously it's yeah. nice over here it is nice we've learned a lot yeah. And mastered a lot. And we're still mastering a lot of other things. I know. God. Yeah. Well, we only have a few years left until we're 30 and then it's all over. So I'm skilled. Got a couple years left to really just, you know, perfect yourself and your brain. Yeah. Because once you're 30, you don't get any other chances to nope. protect yourself nope. or perfect yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Just kidding. Do you have anything else for the people? I don't really think so. I think just, you know... Realize the positive sides of divorce. Not everything is a, is yeah. a, a tragedy, although it is a traumatic event. It's mm-hmm. not, yeah, a tragedy. And like Anna said, don't make one tragedy a second one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take the traits that you have learned or that you have already, master them, mature at them, gain more experience, whatever you need to do. But just know that there are a lot of positives that come out of divorce. And you're not alone. No, no, not at all. And if there are other traits, superpowers, we can call them, divorce kid superpowers like that. that you have, can you let us know? Please. Because I'm sure there are others. Hannah and I yeah. are like, you know, we're, everyone's different. We, yeah. We just happen to have a few like overlapping things. But if you have any that we, like maybe you're a really good listener. I'm not the best listener. Oh. Hannah's good listener. <laughs> I do like to listen. But maybe that's something that you gained from being a divorce kid. But let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find us on Instagram at ChatChatPod. Yes. And don't forget to tune in to our podcast, Chat Chat, every Tuesday 
on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. We'll be here. We'll be here every Tuesday. Yeah. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.